Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. This is Cherry Garcia, and we are experiencing technical difficulties. I don't have a switchboard at this moment, and I can't bring up Michelle or play any intros right now, so please bear with me. I'm trying to get my switchboard back up. Um, I don't have any internet at the moment, so please bear with me, and I will get the show open as soon as I possibly can. Um, This has never happened to me before, so I am having a rough time trying to do this while live on air. Um, I know Michelle is trying to dial in, and so is our guest, Ronnie. Our guest is Ronnie Talbot from Big Brother 11, who will be calling in to talk about Big Brother 18 and his new baby. So we're looking forward to that. I am desperately trying to get my computer to work. Everything has completely gone down on my computer and I have no screen whatsoever. So this is a little bit difficult for me right now. Um, Just bear with me a moment, folks. And I'll try to have this resolved momentarily. And have Michelle and Ronnie on with us in just a moment. It's the last week of Big Brother 18. And we have James and Nicole and Paul left in the house. And it appears that they're all scrambling to determine who's going to take who to the finals. Um, They're all practicing speeches and James is out of the running for the the, um, final two unless somebody takes him. So it's going to be Nicole and Paul in this final challenge and whoever wins that will determine who they take along and we'll find out who's going to keep their promises and who's been bluffing. Um, It's been very interesting to see them sort of play both sides of the fence, but we've seen that before. Um, I'm getting my computer back up slowly here, so give me a moment, Um, and hopefully I'll have the switchboard in just a few moments.
I have my switchboard up, and let's go ahead and play our usual intro. Here we go, folks. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stoned, get started, get started, get started. Welcome, Big Brother fans. This is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. I'm Sherry Garcia, and I'm so glad you can be here tonight with us for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10, also known as the Portuguese Princess from Providence. have questions or comments, call in at 1-347-237-5506. And once you're on our switchboard, please do remember to listen to the prompts and press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you want to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show from our switchboard. Now, let's get this show started with a little intro for our host. Here we go.
happy Manic Monday, everyone. It's September 9th, 20, 20, September 19th, 2016. Thank you all for being with us for Manic Mondays here on the Rad Reality Show Network, hosted by the beautiful Michelle Costa from Big Brother Season 10. She's got an exciting show planned for tonight with special guest Ronnie Talbot from Big Brother 11, who's going to be a daddy for the first time in April. So we're going to not only talk about Big Brother 18, but I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about uh, some updates on how he and his wife, Michelle, are doing since they got the news. And I can't wait to hear every little detail. Um, We had a rough start to tonight's show. My computer has done this a couple of times in the past where I get something called a blue screen and it, it just completely crashes my computer. And it's usually done it when I was working on a document. It's never done it when I was working on the show. This is the first time it's ever happened, and it was two minutes before showtime. And I got this blue screen, and it completely just knocks my computer off. And I had to completely reboot my computer while we were live on air, which (laughs) that was really bad. So I apologize. Um, But before we get started, I do want to take a moment to just um, say thank you to all the first responders who were called to duty in New York, New Jersey, and Minnesota this weekend. I'm so thankful that no innocent lives were lost, and I'm very thankful that the person responsible for placing the bombs um, in New Jersey and New York was apprehended so quickly and is now in custody. Uh, Those men and women who are keeping us safe in America are the very best at what they do, and I'm so very grateful for them. So I just wanted to say that. Um, Now let's get on with the show and bring up our beautiful host and star of the show, the Portuguese princess from Providence, Michelle Costa. How are you, Michelle? And I apologize for a rough start at the beginning of the show tonight. Hey, Terry, that just means we're going to have ourselves just a fantastic show. Come on. (laughs) I mean, it can't get worse, right? So it can only get better. And you know what? That's what we call technical difficulties, hurdles, puddles that you just got to jump over and keep going forward. Terry, just want to say a little thing real quick. Uh, happy Manic Money to everybody. And uh, absolutely uh, thankful for the first responders and everybody involved in um, these just horrific, continuous things that we see on our TV screen. Um, bombings and stabbings and um, it's just ridiculous and um, or everybody who's affected by it we here at the uh, Rad Reality Show are definitely thinking of you guys, prayers and thoughts and also for the police officers who caught the gentleman responsible for it so um, we'll hopefully be able to answer some more questions on what, why why the, this, these things happen and, and try to better um, everybody so um, my next thing I want to say is I just want to wish my beautiful niece, Lexi, a happy 17th birthday. My little mini-me. I can't believe she's oh 17. My, my little baby. 17. My baby. Yeah, that's wow. my baby. Yeah, she's my little mini-me. So um, happy birthday, my little Lexi. She's not little anymore. Happy she's birthday, probably Lexi. Yeah, she probably would strangle me if she, if I, if I, if she heard me say little Lexi. But um, also, I 
I'm excited to have Ronnie Talbot on. Um, we're going to talk, obviously, about Big Brother finale coming up, which your girl, that's right, the Portuguese princess, is leaving at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning to go to California and to be a part of the finale festivities. Uh, so I'm excited. And, of course, to talk about the baby bump, the baby bump. I'm so excited for them. I'm ugh, over the moon, just happy for the, them both. So cannot wait to hear I about know. that. Yes, that's exciting. So we're going to have them on for a half hour, and then um, we're just going to do some last-minute things. And um, I also have something exciting that I want to talk about that Cherry doesn't even really know about. I was going to discuss Ooh. it with her beforehand. But things um, obviously are getting delayed because of Stupid blue screen. You're stupid. Stupid blue screen. I'm telling you, hit me by surprise. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Yay, you, you you held your own, girl. I know you were, besides talking your way through the, the dead air because there was no music, no intro, I knew you were sitting there working it, working it, working it. So you, you did a great job, Cherry, staying on top of things <sighs> as usual. Um, but, yes, of I want to I, I know. I know, but that's you know. But you know, even even major even major networks have technical difficulties once in a while. So, you know, we've been doing this for how long now, and that's the first time it's ever happened. So, eight years. Somebody must be watching over (laughs) us. Yeah, that's Ron. Ron watching over us. So. Um, but I'm excited um, to talk about this new endeavor that I am was invited or asked to be a part of, and also it's called Trickle Down Economics. So if um, if I might say so myself, I'm going to be having some interesting prizes to be giving away um, next month. So stay tuned for that. That'll be near the Ooh. end of the show. So yes, so um, just exciting. Um, if you guys have questions or comments. Please, normal ones, you know what I mean? Come on. Uh, 347-237-5506. Make sure you press 1. And if you just are listening, don't press 1, and you can hang out and listen to the show. I just want to say what's up to the chat room. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being patient. If you guys have any questions for Ronnie, myself, or Cherry, or the blue screen, Leave them on the chat room, and we'll get to them as soon as we can. Um, so, Ronnie Carrie, is on the switchboard now. All right. Well, let's bring up our guest. We have Mr. Ronnie Talbot from Big Brother 11 with us now. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Terry. I also have Michelle here. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we should say it. We should say it right. Little baby Daddy girl. Ronnie, Daddy Ronnie, Aww. and Mommy Michelle. Oh. <laughs> How are you feeling, Michelle? Oh, I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> oh my Have you gosh! Have any custard or cherry so pie lately? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I had some custard on Saturday. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, my custard. It was a special oh caramel and chocolate and vanilla all in one. And Oreos. And Oreo. Yeah. With Brussels sprouts on top? <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, that's really weird, by the way. I don't know if anyone else, it, you know, the apps that you get that tell you week by week this is how big the baby is, they're always free. 
But then all of a sudden this week, it was a Brussels sprout. So I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so exciting, um, Ronnie and Michelle. I mean, we've been watching your journey the past uh, month and a half or so. Um, with your pictures and you tracking it, um, you know, it's been a long time coming. I, I, I don't know the exact number, but it's like 4,500 and something days that you guys have been waiting for this amazing moment. And, yes. um, you know, I'm just so excited about it. Talk, talk a little bit about it. Like, I mean, you guys have been waiting for this and it's here. Oh, my God, you guys, it's, I, I can't. I'm just so excited. Can anybody <laughs> tell? Can anybody tell? Yeah. <laughs> Since we got married on June 7th, 2003, until August 9th, 2016, when we found out we were having a baby, that's how long we've been trying to have children. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Told for 10 years we wouldn't be able to have kids on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so, 10 yeah. years. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, I, we posted about our struggle with infertility on Facebook. For those of you that are Facebook friends with either myself, my wife, or both of us. And, you know, it, sharing something deeply personal like that, it's just like, well, I mean, the show's like being on Big Brother. You know what I mean? You go on the show, you talk about things in the house, and people will hear it and see it on the feeds. and. You know, you don't you don't think about the reach that sharing something like that could possibly have. You know what I mean? And yeah. I cannot tell you the number of messages I've gotten on Facebook, my that my wife's gotten from people saying, "Oh my gosh, we, my husband and I, my wife and I, my girlfriend and I, my boyfriend and I, whoever, we also suffer from infertility, and we are so ashamed of talking about it." And I can't believe how brave you are to talk about it. Because infertility is one of those things that, unfortunately, people do seem to suffer in silence. Because it's just something that's not talked about a lot. I mean, Michelle, I talked to you about a lot about when we were going through that whole process since I was on the show, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, the number of people that after we posted our announcement photo that wrote us and said that they were taking – inspiration from us that we were able to overcome it so they feel like they can keep fighting and possibly overcome it too it's made me cry on more than one night thinking about you know because it is it's a very difficult thing to go through infertility and I mean we were speechless when we found out we were having a baby I mean come on you know how much I talk and for 20 minutes we didn't talk did we Michelle no (laughs) wow that's amazing that's amazing, though. You give people like you know when when the doctors say you know there's nothing else we can do. You know you're you're giving people that hope that that it's possible, and the the mm-hmm. fact that you are talking about that, and I think the more people talk about it, maybe they can share their experiences and yeah. what works, and you know what I mean, and be more open and mm-hmm. talkative about it because people maybe don't know that there's certain things that they can do, right? And you right, guys are exactly. opening that up. Exactly, you know, and and I tell them the truth, and I just, you know, I haven't, we haven't shared to this degree, but I will tell whoever is listening, whatever now, that Michelle and I, we were told that it just, you know, you go through varying stages of infertility struggles, you know, you start off with, well, I think you want to try this medication or this medication, and then it becomes, 
well, maybe you'll try IUI or whatever. And then eventually it becomes, well, really in vitro is your only option. And then when that doesn't work, which we never tried in vitro, it's so expensive. It is so insanely expensive. And insurance rarely covers it. Yeah, that's the other living hell of infertility is, Unfortunately, having a children is not a human right as far as the medical insurance system is concerned. And that's sad. Yeah, it is. It is. They'll they'll do everything they can after you get pregnant, but they won't help you get there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and also it, it was very difficult, you know, working in the school system. We love our jobs. Love them, love them, love them, love them. But it was an emotional burden to go in and see, whoops, this 15-year-old now having a baby. You know what I mean? When they're yeah. 15. And, and you're like, here we are, a perfectly established, financially secure marriage that we want to, you know, not that you have to be married to have kids because you don't, but you know what I mean. We're, we're a stable home, loving home where we would want we want to have kids, and we couldn't. You know what I mean? You guys are going to be the best parents ever, too. I mean, you guys Aww. both love kids. You're both teachers, and you both love yeah. kids so much, and you guys are just such cool people. You guys are going to be the best parents on the planet. Thank I just, you, Jerry. You know, I can't, I can't <laughs> wait to see you guys with that baby in your arms. You guys are going to have, I mean, seriously, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You guys are going to be the best parents Ever, and Aww, you guys are gonna love that you. baby so much. And because you've been through this struggle, you guys would have been the best parents on the planet to, if you hadn't been through this this infertility struggle. But because you've been through this ten year struggle of infertility, it, it's become even a bigger blessing. Then it would have yeah, been horrible. had you gotten pregnant, you know, in your first year of marriage. And now you're going to appreciate it even so much more. And when this baby comes, this is going to be the most loved little baby ever. And don't forget and, spoiled. Don't forget the word spoiled oh, yes. because I, I have a yeah. feeling it's going to get really spoiled. I'm yeah, sure I think it's already done. Big brother. I think everybody in the Big Brother family and all the fans and everybody that knows you, you guys, is going to want to spoil this baby. And I'm sure you're, I know your families are both going to just, oh, yeah. oh my well, goodness. this is the first <laughs> grandchild on the shell side. This is the very first grandchild on the shell side of the family. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yep. Now, now you guys know the due date. It's going to be in April, right? April what? April 9th. April 9th. April 9th. And when do you guys find out the gender of the baby? Well, <laughs> we go this Thursday, and they're going to they, um, they're going to do it. They draw blood, and now this is you know see this is what I is really interesting is learning all the things they can they te- they can do now they couldn't do even a decade ago. Um, Apparently, who knew this? Little sections of the baby's DNA go through the mother's bloodstream when she's pregnant. So they're going to do this test, and through the DNA inside Michelle's bloodstream, they'll be able to tell the gender this week, probably. Wow! Already, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? 
that is called crazy. DNA, cell-free DNA is what it's called. Wow, that's wow. crazy. And, you know, I have to say, looking at your pictures and stuff, I've never seen a baby glow like I do on Michelle. And I have to say, the baby glow has been oozed onto Ronnie as well. <laughs> your pictures, you guys have a smile, and they're beautiful. And my mama Costa is so happy for you guys. She was saying prayers and everything. So she's just so excited. Yeah, she's she's so excited for you guys. But, man... You guys have that baby glow going on. It's definitely glowing. Thank you. It's like, you know, <laughs> well, so exciting. Best, one of our best friends, Rachel Martin, took those pictures, and she is an amazingly talented photographer. So Wow. She does a great job. So kudos to her for, for taking amazing pictures. And, and mm-hmm. the thing now, like a days too, that I love is what you did. With, we're talking about Brussels sprouts. Ronnie is actually um, – saying what the baby size is and each week is saying what Michelle's craving and all that kind of cool stuff, you know, and you can find so much now with the internet and with social media um, about exactly what's going on with your baby. You know what I mean? So it's so mm-hmm. it's so cool to be able to kind of be a part of it. I feel like I'm pregnant with you guys. I'm like, Oh my God, custard. Oh, I want custard pie right now. I'm like, I want some custard pie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, after Baby Talbot's here, Baby Talbot has to meet their Aunt Michelle. Yeah. Love it. I love it. I love it. So happy for you guys. Well, you're going to keep us updated on, you know, whenever you guys want to, because I know that's probably something you want to do on your own terms. But I can't wait to find out if it's a boy or a girl. So um, definitely keep us updated on that. And, um, Michelle, keep doing what you're doing, girl. The boy or girl. You guys have the names picked out already? Is we it do. is it We do. And you yeah. guys came to a consensus really? quickly? Yes, we've had the names. Can you share the names? Yeah. Can you share the names with us? Really, yeah, we'll share them. I just want to say this maybe be really sound stupid, I don't know, but I told um Michelle and I picked out names for a boy and a girl several years ago whenever we really were reaching, realized we were reaching the end of options with infertility struggle because we felt like if we picked names and, and knew what we wanted to name the baby, it would help us and, I don't know, somehow will the baby into living. Yeah. I don't know. It's some stupid visualization. <laughs> but um, if it's a boy, we're going to name him Bentham Xavier. Bentham Ooh, I love it. Yeah, Bentham is after a philosopher that we quote many times in debate, and Xavier after Professor X. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I it, love it's that. It's got a nice like ring to it. You know what I mean? It flows. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, it's, and if it's and a if girl, Talia Naomi. I love it. Uh, Good That's name. so pretty. Yeah. Talia is, uh, well, Talia was a name that Michelle said, what about Talia? And it just happened to be a uh, name of my favorite character from Batman. So I was okay with that. And then Naomi's after Michelle's grandmother, whom we just absolutely adore. You know, my best friend growing up, her name was Talia. So. It's a gorgeous I name. It is. I love it. 
So it's a very beautiful but name. Yep, that's what we're going to if we have a boy or girl, those are the names. Man, I'll tell you, something's in that BB water because everybody's having babies, especially yeah, in the Big Brother world. Girls. We'll see. They're almost all girls. Adam Pock texted me and told me that uh, Allison Grodner had cursed us, that that only former house guest had pretty much girls, <laughs> that there was something she did to us when we were living in the house. <laughs> That's <laughs> the so funny. Well. Natalie from season nine and Jeff and Jordan are the only ones that have boys, right? No, actually, um, Alyssa Slater, she had a boy, Foster. Oh, yes. Just about did. a week ago. A week ago. Oh, you're right. Wait a minute, and didn't April have a boy? April had two boys, yep. Yeah, okay. Well, but the girls vastly outnumber the boys. See, I, I just figured out what it is. It, bringing it around the big brother it's because when in the Big Brother house, girl alliances ultimately fizzle out. But in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see a Big Brother baby boom show, uh, season in my future, and it's going to be all the babies that are being born now, and they're all going to be in the house together <laughs> that have <laughs> that have BB alum um, uh, parents. So I think that's going to be kind of fun to watch. Let's see whose kid takes out who kid. Let's oh let's hope the, the little boy or little girl they take out. Um, uh, let me see. Well, I don't want them to take out any of the babies, so let's not. No, we don't want them to evict any of the babies. <laughs> no, that's not a good way to go. Um, well, that's so awesome. So keep us updated on what's going on, you know, step-by-step. We're there with you guys. So, um, you know, if you guys need anything ever to talk or whatever, we are all here for you. So thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I just love how you're sharing everything. Yeah, I like it. I like uh, knowing details because I, I can't be there, so I feel like I'm there in spirit. Well... There's other things going on. We, we we love the baby bump, but we got to talk a little bit about Big Brother because we only have about 15 minutes left because I know you guys got to go eat. Um, so it's finale week, Ronnie, and we have seen um, the final three, Nicole, Paul, and James. Uh, we know mm-hmm. that Paul won the first part, and we know Nicole won the second part, and James is just kind of doing what he's been doing the entire season, not winning and sleeping around. I mean, that's sleeping around, sleeping in the house. Um, I don't know if he's been sleeping around. I mean, I can't give you that information. But um, what are your thoughts so far um, on the, the final HOH? Well, you know, I, I think I tweeted this. If you rewound to week one, I never thought I would say this, but I want Paul to win. I want yeah. Paul to win. He has played one hell of an awesome game. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, he was targeted from day one with how he and Josea and uh, Zakia were not getting along. They didn't like Devon. Right off the bat, there was a lot of conflict. He was on the block how many weeks in a row in the very beginning? And now for him to be one competition from the final two, crazy. It's a major Big Brother comeback story, right? Oh, he's been playing the Big Brother game. If anybody out there complains about floaters or complains about, you know, the you know the same thing happening every week and everybody voting the same way, I'll have to say, Paul, he's been put up on the block. He's had to win when he has to win. He's aligned himself with the right people at the right time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he definitely has himself a, a good speech. Um, I think he could take it. And, uh, and also, it really depends. I was trying to do, like, the, the numbers of who I think is going to vote for who and who should he take and mm-hmm. who does win. So, Ronnie, I'm sure you were thinking about this, too. I'm sure you actually probably wrote it down on a piece of paper and you went down, the, okay, this jury member would vote with this because I know Ronnie does that. Um, but we also have to know that this might be a bitter jury, as usual. That could be plain effect. But if, if you were Paul, who would you take? If you Well, if Paul won, who would you take to the final two with you? Well, if you think about this, let's say he takes Nicole. He's lost Corey's vote. Right off the bat, right? He's he, he's just not getting Corey's vote if he takes Nicole. Corey's going to vote for Nicole. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's not going to get Polly's no matter what. Um, now Michelle's a big question mark because she didn't really have any love for Nicole, but then again, he did say that, call her that, and. I don't know, she may not vote for him just because of that, but who knows, she may be over that by now, I don't know. Um, he probably would not get James' vote either, right? James is going to vote for Nicole, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's, see, that's, that's well, the one that I'm kind of teeter-tottering. I'm not sure what he would do, you know? I think his greatest chance of winning, if I'm being honest, is to take James, and I tell you why. Because in a James Paul final two, Paul's going to get Victor. We know we know Paul's getting Victor regardless, right? Yes, that's that's a that's a permanent one. That's a kind of the only one that I'm yes. like definitely for sure. So he only needs four votes because you only got to have five to win. It's a nine person jury, so you only got to have yep. five. So he only needs four more votes. So he's got Victor. Um, well, in a James. Paul final two, I think that's his strongest chance to get Michelle's vote. I think in a James Paul final two, he definitely carries Zakia and Devon. Yeah, I, I really do, for sure. So it, so let's throw Paul uh, Michelle out because you know maybe she won't vote for him. Um, so he she's a super three, fan though, so maybe she might vote for who played the best game instead of bitterness. You know, right. But see, the, in a Paul James final two, um, I think, and I'm basing this off an actual conversation that I feel is credible, because you know how it is, Michelle. When you're in the house, people have conversations. They say things. Who knows what's really true, what's really not, because we're not in the DR. We don't get to hear what they say in the DR all the time. We don't know what's really in their mind or what's in their heart. Um, we have to take what they say at surface value that they're telling us the truth. But there was a conversation between Nicole and Corey before Corey was evicted, and I feel we can take that to be pretty much the gospel. It was just the two of them. So Nicole was super close to Corey and vice versa. So why would Nicole? I don't think certainly would lie to Corey. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least not in the sense of she told Corey that if he were evicted. And James, because, um, you know, they have the final thing before, they have the final jury discussion before the third person joins them, because the third person doesn't join them till finale night now, you know? Yeah. Third place. Yep. Well, she told him, if you're evicted instead of me, 
you have to make sure the jury does not vote for James under any circumstances if he makes the final two. That's what she told Corey. And you think you think Corey has that kind of pull? I mean, I think he would be able to get Paulie because they're pretty close. And then Paulie right. comes to Kia, as we've seen. Um, but I think Davon's got her own mind. She'll do what she wants to do. Bridget, I think, has her own mind. Mish might have her own mind. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see if Corey could do something like that, if that was, you know, if that opportunity presents yeah. itself. Well, I think, like we've said already, uh, Michelle, you ready? Sorry. I think if we're being honest and you really examine, now, let me say this, Nicole's played a vastly different game, but at least Nicole's played the game. I mean, Nicole's been in it. You know what I mean? She's won some. Com- she's won competitions. She's pulled strings. I mean, she's definitely played the game. You know. Um, but she has. Think, she has played more than James. But I, for me personally, not as much as Paul. yeah, not as much as Paul. I like. I like uh, Nicole, like outside of the house. But I was not happy with her game inside the house um, this time around. Um, yeah. n- not really, you know, a, a fan of her game, but um, right. that doesn't take away her wins. It doesn't take away right. that she made it to the final three, never put, put in the block except for last week, you know? Right. But see, I guess that's what I'm saying is that if we're being honest and objective, Paul's played the best game, hands down, of anyone in that final three. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if you're voting on gameplay, Paul wins. No matter what, I feel. Do you think that this jury is going to be bitter? Do you think they're going to play their their votes with strategy, or do you think they're going to do it like through their heart? Well, I think they're going to vote on the game. I think they're actually going to vote with strategy and who played the game the best. Because um, while there's been some dramatic things that happened, uh. Aside from Corey, there's not anyone. Well, well, Natalie is not voting for James. I don't think. You know, that's that's the other juror I completely forgot about was Natalie. Um, I feel like there's enough. There isn't so much personal attachment aside from Corey and Nicole that it would muddy their decision making skills. I feel like it would still ultimately come down to, well, who do you think plays a better game? Well, that's what you would hope, you know, but so so if Nicole wins, she should definitely take James, for sure, because yeah. I don't, she wouldn't win against oh, Paul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, I think if Nicole takes Paul, she loses. Yeah. But, and see, I just think James is playing for second place, by the way. It seems like he's been like playing for second place or pay, playing for America's favorite player, pretty much. Well, I mean, and you know, I'm not knocking. Second place is great. I didn't get second place. I got tenth. You know what I mean? So yeah. second place is awesome. But um, I, I guess what I'm saying is, as someone who's been in that house, and I never even came close to the money, but if I got to the final two. I would want to look back and be able to say, 
I I was able to make a solid case that I should, should win. You know what I mean? Well, and yeah. I feel like I feel like James did. James did not win a single competition the whole season, did he? Or did he? Um, I, I think he won. I think he won maybe one HOH or one veto or one of each, maybe. I don't know, but right. this was in the beginning. And he but... gave away an HOH. Yeah. Which, you don't have to win competitions to say you should win. I mean, Dr. Will taught us that, right? You don't have well, to win yeah. But um, if you're not going to win, I think, Cherry, we were talking about this. If you're not going to win competitions, you have to be able to say, I worked you over. You know what I mean? You have to be able to stand up in front of that jury and say, hey, didn't win competition, but I had the most wicked social game ever. I persuaded all of you to do what I wanted you to do, you know? And, right. I mean, has James has James done that, honestly? I don't, I I don't think so. Know. Yeah. Well, he He's done... I would say James has done exactly what he needed to do to not get evicted each week. Yeah, he laid too low. Yeah. And which, near which the end, he the should end. have started playing the game. Yeah, at the end, but he should have he should have done maybe a, a little bit the past couple of weeks. I know he, he made it to the end, but I would have really wanted him to have stepped it up. I mean, he even got the question wrong in Who the Bleep that, that it was – the Natalie speech um, for you know uh, for staying in the game and he he got that one wrong. Yeah, if you I hated that he, the Natalie question. Did he threw that H O H comp and let um, Nicole have that H O H when he was on the wall? If he if yeah. he would have went ahead and stayed on the wall and not thrown that comp that H O H to her, this game would be different. Yeah, but he decided to go ahead and let her have it so she could see her fam, you know, see her mom, get the letter from her mom, and to me that was his biggest mistake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really nice to do those things, but I mean, he even said I think on the feeds that he came in just kind of wanting to coach, which he did, and I mean, again. It worked for him. It got him to. It's going to probably get him to the end, but it's just not going to get him to win. Yeah, I mean, what really is he going to say in his speech that's going to make people go, "Yep, there, yep, let's." He deserves the money, you know, compared to what Paul will say, or at least Nicole played a little bit more than um, James. You know, it's kind of like. You know, for Nicole and for Paul, how you know, it's more than, easy how final two. How did she two. play more than he did, did, though, when when he gave her the HOH that she won? Well, I mean, she got it, right? She she persuaded him by saying these, you know, I miss my mom, and, you know, I did this, that, and... Uh. You know, and she also won, the, you know, she won vetoes and stuff. So, um, and and I guess she obviously uh, was out of a lot of their, their hairs because she didn't get put up in the block until last week. Right. Yeah, she, so, did, no, she didn't play as well as he did, that's for sure. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Now, circling back to kind of that topic, part of me kind of wants to see a Paul and Nicole final two, and I'll tell you why. Because I think the final jury speeches that they give will actually matter. I think the answers to the jury questions could actually affect the outcome. Normally, let's be honest, they don't, right? People don't. Yeah. I mean, Michelle, you, you made jury. I didn't. Did you know who you yeah. were voting for pretty much guaranteed the grant? Well, I did, yes, because one of my alliance members turned on me, so I was for sure not giving them anything. And at that point as well, too, when we were doing the roundtable, that's when Jerry walked in, and um, I had it in my brain that if they took, any of them took Jerry to the final two, Jerry was going to automatically get the money because, for me, if that's what their game was, is to use Jerry to get to where they're going to be. Well, guess what? I'm going to give him the money. So, but I, I, I might, I might be different than somebody else, like like April or Libra, you know, that really didn't quite have a uh, an alliance connection. Like Memphis was my alliance, and he turned on me after I helped him get to where he is. You know, so I guess I was, um, you know, right. scorned. You know, I mean, I guess that's how I would have been. I guess I'll say if I had been on jury, I'm a pretty decisive person, so I would have known who I was voting for. I can't tell you what that criteria would have been, but I would have known who I was voting for in each. I mean, knowing who the final three were, I would be like, well, so and so, so and so, I'm voting for blank. So you know what I mean? I would have ran down the options and known who I was voting for in every eventuality. But in a Paul and Nicole final two, I really think the jury questions and the final speeches could seriously matter. And I would actually kind of like to see that happen. Yeah, and you know what else, too? I think that Dr. Will um, hosting the the roundtable, I think maybe he gives some pretty good insight to some of these jury members that really don't know what they're doing or what they want to do. And maybe he'll give a little bit of an uh, of a of a different kind of light right. to some of these different um, finale, uh, the top three finale contestants. Right. So I think that might have a little bit to do with it too, Ronnie. Right. Well, I like how Dr. Will really gets them to kind of remove themselves from the emotions of it all and kind of vote. I mean, for whatever reason they want, he doesn't try to tell them what to vote on, but he does, like you just said, really get them to try and. Look at it objectively to know why they're voting the way they do. You know. Yeah, I think that that definitely is going to be a part of it. I think their speeches are going to be a part of it. Now all we're going to do is wait patiently for Wednesday to come around and see who wins. We know that it's going to probably be uh, Paul versus Nicole, with the competition being what did the jury members say, A or B. And and then from there, you know, see who that person brings. But um, they better have a good speech ready. And um, I'm going to be headed to California tomorrow morning, so I can't wait to hang out with them and uh, meet my new BB family and probably yell at some of them, Um, but uh, not in a bad way. You know, just kind of, you know, yeah, I'm going to yell at them. Okay, who am I kidding? (laughs) 
Um, but, you know, I just wanted to say, Ronnie, thank you so much for calling in. I know that, you know, oh, you're really busy you now me. with everything going on. Um, congrats again on the baby. And don't forget, Ronnie, uh, September 28th, Big Brother Over the Top is going to begin. So Woo! we'll only have a week rest. Yes. I you're, know. you're excited for it, I can tell, huh? Yeah, I mean, well, that cast has to already be in sequester, right? They should. They should be in sequester, probably. I have a feeling they might reveal uh, maybe the cast uh, after the live eviction or the next day because that would only leave six days or seven days left, you know, so they must be in sequester. And plus, revealing it on the live finale would be a good way to try and piggyback and get people to watch it online because people may not know about that, you know what I mean? Yeah, She's been talking about it, but when, you know, I think that it would be a great idea, Ronnie, like you said, to do the reveal um, on the live show because then you'll really get people pumped and going. Um, And then we're going to see America's Favorite Player. Before you go, can you just tell us who you think um, should be America's Favorite Player? Victor. 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 I agree with you 100%. He made history. He came back. He was evicted three times in the same season. He dethroned Kaser. Yes. He made history. Come on. Yes. Who wins? He did such a great job. He's... I'm going to call him Nine Lives. That's what I'm going to call him. Um, But thank you so much, Ronnie. What do you want me to tell Vic? You want me to give him a hug? I'll be like, why don't you give you a hug? Awesome job of winning the comps and tell Paula to fear the beard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Excellent And make sure you guys uh, Follow Ronnie And follow his adventure To being a daddy um, And uh, thank you so much Ronnie and Michelle too Thanks um, Ronnie and Michelle Give, give her a hug no and kisses problem. from thank me you And love you guys We love you Bye love guys you Bye Aww. I'm so happy for them uh, yeah, I just adore them How both. Exciting. Yeah, that's so exciting. I mean, 10 years of trying, and, you know, it's just a miracle. God works in mysterious ways. So, um, and I like watching their journeys. And I like, you know, the whole social media aspect of it. I kind of feel like you're with, there with them. So, um, yes, guys. So, 5 o'clock in the morning, I am off to California. So, make sure you guys stay um, with me on my social media. Um, I am on Snapchat, so if you want to um, follow my Snapchats, it's M-A-C-H-E-L-L-B-B-10. Uh, my Instagram is MichelleBB10. I will be doing Facebook Lives, so watch that. And I will definitely begin any, everybody and anybody on there. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit real quick about what I was talking about earlier in the show. And um, I was asked to be a part of the um, media and promoting for a very good friend of mine. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of him, and if you haven't, Google him, look him up. He's been my best friend, dear, dear good friend, for over 20 years, and his name is Vinny Pazienza, and uh, they call him the Pasmanian Devil, and he is uh, has a movie that was made about him, and the premiere of the movie is going to be in November, but it just actually... Uh, premiered at the Toronto um, Film Festival the, over the past week, 
And we're talking about, they're talking Oscar um, winner probably. Uh, Miles Teller, who's a great actor, plays my friend Vinny. And um, Peggy Bundy, we all know Peggy Bundy from Married with Children, plays his mom. So we got big names in this movie, okay? And my friend, he was a famous boxer, and he won five championship world boxing um, titles. Um, And why they made a movie about him is because uh, he had won four championship titles, and after his fourth title he won, he was in a serious car accident and broke his neck and was told he was never going to walk again, was told he was never going to box again. And there was a um, doctor that told him he had to get the surgery done to fix his neck or, you know, he wasn't um, going to walk again. And my friend Vinny refused to have this procedure done because if he did, he would definitely never box again. He struggled to get back in the gym with his halo. He fought back. He worked out. He strengthened up. And after doctors said that he was never going to be able to box again, he came back and he boxed and he won his fifth world a boxing title. So the story is about uh, the uh, movie is about the story of his life. It's, it's called Bleed for This. Okay, everybody. So make sure you look it up. The trailer's up online. Um, he is also coming out with a um, wine line, which is called, be called Five Times. That's actually going to debut nationwide next uh, week, or uh, I believe next month. Um, and he's also coming out with apparel. Uh, featuring his Five Times um, logo. Um, If you follow him on Twitter, it is at 5 with the X-P-A-Z. So that's 5-X-P-A-Z. Make sure you follow him. His his, um, website is vinnypaz.com. And so um, I'm going to be a part of um, his media team, and so I communicated with um, the lady who runs the media, and I thought it would be a great idea if we could do some giveaways in um, October. So what we're going to do is we're going to be doing some contests. I haven't figured out what we're going to do contest-wise, but we're going to be doing some contests, and you'll be able to win gift baskets, whether it's wine, which I know everybody out there loves wine, and also some of his apparel. Um, So uh, I just got the confirmation of the fact that I'd be able to get stuff and be able to give it away to you guys. How exciting, right, Terry? No kidding. That is so cool, Michelle. Yes. And um, I I think it's just, you know, I've known him for years, but I, you know, I watched the trailer and I was just like in awe. I couldn't believe it. And the fact that they're already talking Oscars is huge. And I'm going to be at the premiere of the movie in November in um, Rhode Island. And of course your girl is VIP. So, um, so yeah, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be coming up in the next month or so. So I hope you guys are excited to do some have some contests and win some free swag and some free wine cherry wine i am so excited about this yes i know that's that's a uh a great gift to win yes 
So as soon as you and get it close to it sounds like a really exciting movie. Yes, and like I said, I mean, we all know who Peggy Bundy is, plays the mother, and Miles Teller, he's um, just an amazing, amazing actor. He's, um, I think he's in his 20s, but he's been in a lot of movies. There's other people that are in it. I just I just don't have everything in front of me right now because I really got this last minute. Um, so make sure you guys look for that. Uh, like I said, the trailer's up. Uh, make sure you go like Bleed for This. Um, it's on Twitter. And like I said, make sure you follow my boy um, when, uh, at 5XPaz and uh, keep uh, yourself updated on everything. Um, so that's all I got to say. And I uh, cannot wait to see and be with my family and let you guys all be involved in it via social media. All right, Cherry. Well, I just want to say that I hope you have just an absolute blast out in California. And you're going to Vegas too, right? Yes, I'm going to Cali, Vegas, and then back to Cali, and then, you know, back to reality, I guess. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you have the most fun ever. Please tell them I said hi, and give James and, and Victor big hugs for me and Tiffany and, and Brittany. I just, both of them were, were my favorites too. And Natalie, I just love Natalie. She is a sweet girl. And, you know, we had a couple of her friends on the show and yep. so, you know, I, I just can't wait to have some of these people on the show a bit later after they've all had time to decompress and maybe they'll come on and talk about Big Brother over the top um, sometime later. But I do hope that you have a great time out there, you know, getting to meet all of them and welcoming them them into the Big Brother family. Um, I know that it's people like you that as you're welcoming them into the Big Brother family makes them feel so comforted and know that they are into you know a big family of big brother alumni and so that helps them a lot so oh yeah um, we're gonna have fun and of course i'm staying with lawan so you know me and me and lawan well yeah yeah i know the two of you are Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely a welcoming pair and you guys have a blast (laughs) so (laughs) enjoy yourself travel (laughs) safe I know you're getting ready to tear it up. So, half tear it up. Travel safe, have fun, <laughs> drink some for me, and um, I will. Let me know uh, all the stories you have to bring back with you when you get back. <laughs> so, um, I can't wait, you guys. I gotta go pack. <laughs> we will be doing the Big Brother 18 Roundtable Show on Wednesday night, right after the live show here on the Red Reality Show, and then. Thursday starts Survivor, so it's going to be yes. a busy week here. Make sure you join us for both of those shows. We're going to close this one with Ron, as we always do. Everybody take care. Have a great week. Don't forget the live feeds while we have them. But it's only going to be a week between this season and Big Brother Over the Top, so we just get one week. 
Um, Holy cow. So, <laughs> I know. I know. Ay, ay, ay. So here's Ron to take us out for tonight. Everybody take care. Have a great week, as I said. And, Michelle, again, travel safe, have fun, and just tell everybody I said hi. Okay. California love. I will. Woo. <laughs> have a drink of vino for me. <laughs> I will, a few. (laughs) All right, or ten. (laughs) Here we go, folks. Good night, all. I want to finish off the show. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It was a great one, except for the beginning of the show. I could have done without that. Um, But thank you all for being here. Thank you to those listening. Thank you to those in the chat room. And thank you to those that will be listening later in the podcast. Um, I can't wait to see who wins the season of Big Brother 18. And... I'm really looking forward to Big Brother over the top as well. So with that, good night, everybody. God bless. Be kind to each other out there. I'm so tired of seeing all this hate and meanness and bombings and just hatred out in the world. Um, If you see an officer out there wearing his uniform, tell him thank you for a job well done. That's my speech for tonight. Um, I'm going to wrap it up. Good night, all. God bless. Take care. Join us on Wednesday and Thursday later in the week. Good night, all. God bless.